Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 681, air date July 30th, 2020. Uh, we had a very, very uh, great date today. As many of you know, I had um, uh, asked Dr. Fauci to debate me, in fact, had offered him um, to come out and I would pay his first class ticket, give him accommodations. Um, the coward didn't show up, but we still did it. Um, as theater, you know, which is one of the one of the uh, most powerful art forms of revolutionary movements. If you study the history of theater, because when the media in control didn't allow the masses to actually use their media, people did theater. Theater was a very powerful way to reach people. Anyway, we have people signing in from Queens, New York. Oh, people said they can't hear. Is that right? Can people not hear? Hello, testing one, two, three. Let me see if people can't hear. Well, uh, let's see, audio. Should be able to hear, test, test, test. Hi, can people hear? Okay, people are hearing me, good. Uh, hi from Cape, uh, Cape Cod, Florida, uh, Hawaii, wonderful North Carolina. Uh, where else do we have? Okay, good, everyone can hear us fine. So um, as people are coming in, I'll just wait a couple of minutes. Uh, Alabama, where else do we have? Uh, we have people from Ontario, Oakland, North Carolina, but we had the Fire Fauci debate. We held it right in Kendall Square, uh, and I'll talk more about it. We had a wonderful person who stepped in for Fauci, who, about 75 years old. He's a, uh, he was a 26-year veteran um, in the military. In fact, not just a normal person, you know, a lot of great soldiers, but he was actually a, a Green Beret and a medic. And he literally, his responses were literally verbatim what Fauci had said. Uh, hello to Texas, hello to uh, Morocco, Arizona. Great to have you in Morocco. Um, who else do we have? Virginia, um, Japan, uh, Ceylon, that's Sri Lanka, Worcester, Massachusetts, wonderful to have you. New York, uh, Texas, I use, someone said I use Ceylon, um, uh, Cinnamon Daily. The stand-in Fauci, well, he was great. Uh, Florida, Panhandle, Michigan, Oxford, Mass, Atlanta, Georgia, Louisiana. Uh, people love the debate. Yes, we had a little bit of audio problems in the beginning and we fixed it. Uh, Franklin, Massachusetts, great to have you. Myrtle Beach, California, uh, Maine, Africa is tuned in. Great to have you, Africa, Georgia, Michigan, Albania. Uh, great, Scottsdale, Arizona, New Mexico, Alameda, California, Alaska, wonderful. New Mexico. So anyway, as you can see, we have people from all over the world. So it's great to have you. I welcome you and I hope you'll enjoy this. But let me review what happened today. So anyway, we decided to do a Fauci debate. I invited Fauci, he didn't show up. Uh, as many of you know, I wrote a letter to the president. I got a call back from the White House about the protocol. I did, I asked the president to give him a day off, but obviously he didn't show up because this fellow, Fauci, is fundamentally an agent of large uh, interests large moneyed interests, be it Facebook on the communication side, be it Big Pharma, be it, um, you know, on the uh, on the whole health side, pharmaceutical companies, and on the freedom side, he basically wants to think he's going to be the agent of controlling freedom. And that's what's dangerous of what's going on. So anyway, he didn't show up and we had a wonderful, um, as I mentioned, a veteran, a 26-year-old veteran, this 26 veteran, uh, 26, 75-year-old, uh, 26-year veteran uh, who was a medic in the army. 
and Claudio stepped in. He did a great job. The most important thing is we went through five different issues. First was the, the vaccines, my position, Fauci's position, masks, hydroxychloroquine, school closing and lockdown. Uh, within three hours of doing this debate video, it nearly reached about, I think, 400 to 500,000. And, and the reach of this was nearly uh, heading towards a million. And Facebook took it down. Now, remember, Facebook and Fauci are like this. Zuckerberg and Fauci are like this. In fact, I wanted to share this with you, and you can see this. You can see right here, if you look at this right here, you can see it, it was reaching close to 891,211 people. 126,000 engagement, 11,000 comments, uh, 8,200 shares, 409,000 views. And this is what scares these guys because what we did was, as I mentioned, one of the most revolutionary forms of communication known as theater. Because Fauci didn't show up, we still were true to all of his words. Everything that uh, Claudio said uh, was verbatim what Fauci has said on the issue. And we also said Fauci was not able to show up. So we have a stand-in we made a joke. He's connected to Fauci directly, referring to the fact he's speaking word for word. The important thing was it was a great debate around us right in Kendall Square. There must have been around 40, 50 construction workers who were eating lunch and then another about 100 people who showed up. Quite extraordinary at a time when people are supposed to stay away, probably a few people wearing masks. But the bottom line was that we addressed these very important issues from Fauci's standpoint, uh, which is a very, very... Uh, in, in my view, it's a very uh, um, uh, uh, subjective and non-objective standpoint based on science. Anyway, people loved it. But the important thing is you can see how truth, freedom, and health are being attacked by someone like Zuckerberg and Fauci who can control truth, you know, by doing fake science. In the case of Fauci, control communication through Facebook, and then obviously, um, uh, you know, uh, freedom, and then obviously control you know, our health by both of these guys want to do force and mandated vaccinations. I'm not pro or anti-vax. I believe that we have to find the right medicine for the right person at the right time. And it should be a personal decision. No mandated, no forced vaccinations. So it was a great day in some ways, even though I got very upset, you can see my tweet I did. <laughs> but the bottom line is that two individuals have way too much power, Fauci and Zuckerberg. And all of us need to recognize we're in a very dangerous situation in this country. And that was really the reason that motivated is motivated me. Uh, I never thought I'd be running for U.S. Senate to run for U.S. Senate. As most of you know, our campaign that we're running for is quite a unique campaign. Uh, you know, most Senate candidates would not do theater like we did. Most Senate candidates would not be doing immune, immune boosting videos on cinnamon or science videos. But you know, when you look at it, the media owns all of the stuff. They do not want authentic candidates like me or you out there. So we have to be creative. I have to use, you know, everything in my arsenal. So my, my ability to educate, my ability to, understand, you, know, uh, uh, you know, organize science and make it understandable. And like we did theater today. So we do what we have to do so we can be authentic and real and not have to kowtow to them and kowtow to their influencers, et cetera. So that's what you're seeing the success of. And that's why, you know, our movement for truth, freedom and health is becoming so dangerous. And just to review, as most of, most of you know, the the essence of our U.S. Senate campaign is not a campaign which is just about, hey, uh, vote for us. Right. It's really a campaign founded on some really deep principles, which we made simple that we need to 
move beyond black and white. We need to move beyond left and right. That we working people, people actually work, have skills, you know, mothers, people have to get up, take care of other people, people have to service customers. That we working people unite beyond black and white, beyond left and right, to really focus on truth, freedom, and health means we have to fight for freedom, the right to debate. Freedom is a basis of everything. And from freedom, we can practice real science. And that's what they don't want. They don't want a guy like me to talk about real science. They want us to do scientific consensus. And so you never get to truth, you get to fiction. But with truth, we can identify real problems and real solutions, and we can figure out what's right for the health of our bodies, our unique bodies. So that's how truth, freedom, and health are connected. All of you out there, wherever you are in the world, whether you're outside of the United States, inside of the United States, or locally in Massachusetts, you can volunteer for our campaign. Uh, you can volunteer, you can go to the volunteer section, you can uh, volunteer to make phone calls for us from wherever you are. If you, in Massachusetts, as you can see right here, you can click there. If you uh, wanna hold signs, you can click here. If you want a lawn sign, you're in Massachusetts, let us know. We'll have it delivered right to your house. In fact, we'll have it put right on your lawn. Uh, but you can go to the volunteer site. Obviously, uh, those of you who want to donate to the campaign, and you have to be a U.S. citizen to be uh, legal to and uh, a U.S. resident to be able to donate to the campaign. So here you can go. And when you donate to the campaign 25 or more, I give you this great book called System and Revolution, which teaches you 40 years of my knowledge on what are systems, system science. Because my view is if everyone can understand system science, and how systems work, your body, engineering systems, political systems, you can figure out things for yourself and know the truth, you know, be the light and find your way. So that's what System and Revolution is about. You get that as an ebook. And then in addition, you can also get access to the software that I created called Your Body, Your System, which allows you to apply the theory that I've created in Your Body, Your System um, uh, right to you, uh, your, your system. And um, you can go, if you wanna see what the software works like, you can go to Your Body, Your System, and the software really asks you to answer a set of questions and it figures out using engineering systems theory, which is interconnected to traditional systems of medicine like Siddha and Ayurveda, one of the oldest systems of Indian medicine. On this triangle, you can figure out what kind of body type you are, what kind of system you are, more specific, not just body types, way beyond that, based on the variables of transport, conversion, and storage, TCS. Then you can answer a different set of questions to figure out how far you've been disturbed from who you're supposed to be, which is a red dot, the black dot. And then you can, the system helps you calculate, helps you teach you how different inputs, foods, supplements, exercises can bring you back to you. It's a really cool tool. It's been uh, sort of my life journey from when I learned traditional systems of medicine, going through MIT, getting all those degrees and going back to India from my Fulbright connecting East and West. So I encourage you to uh, take advantage of this. By the way, those of you, outside of the United States who are watching and are also interested in getting this, you can go right to your body, your system. Remember, you cannot donate to a federal campaign and you can get access. Uh, if you go to Get Started Now, you can get the tool, you can get the book, et cetera. So I don't wanna leave people out. So please take advantage of it, it's right there. Okay, so today we're gonna talk about an interesting uh, bark really. Uh, it's called cinnamon bark. And cinnamon is a very, very powerful, um, you know, uh, herb um, that you can really use to support your body in many ways. In the uh, discussion that we want to have today in the context of the coronavirus, um, I want to talk about the power of cinnamon to support your immune health. Um, 
at a high level, it's antifungal, it's antibacterial, it's anti-inflammatory, has a lot of very powerful antioxidant properties. So that's what I want to share with you today, really the power of cinnamon. Uh, if, you, if you guys want to go to truthfreedomhealth.com, you'll see all my videos. And I did a cool video on how to make chai tea, but one of the ingredients in chai tea is cinnamon. So we're going to talk about cinnamon today. If you go look at the previous videos, we started talking about negative ions. We did a talk on turmeric, garlic, onion, ginger, and today we're actually green tea also. And today we're doing cinnamon. And this is really a public service I want to do because I was so fortunate to get this education. I feel that I should share it. Um, it takes a lot of effort to put these together. So um, uh, I hope you're going to enjoy this. So let me start um, by going right to the slide set I put together for you. And um, as many of you know, you know, when, when I go over this, I obviously like to share a little bit of background. So you're always up to date on what we're doing. Let me go to the PowerPoint here. Okay, there we go. Um, and what I want to talk about is if you want to know more about what I do now, what I've done in the past, you can go to my personal blog and website, V as in Victor, A, Shiva.com. You'll find the background of uh, my creating the first email system. It's not the Al Gore story. Uh, it's the fact that before I came to MIT, while I was working as a full-time research fellow, starting to do medical research in what is now known as Rector's Medical School in Newark, New Jersey, I created the first email system. What's really racist are uh, organizations like Wikipedia who no one should give a penny to. They do not want an outsider like me. They have to try to denigrate people. They locked my page. They don't even allow me to change the page. That's how scared of they are of what I have to say. They try to brand you as a conspiracy theorist. Forget the fact I was asked to speak at the MIT presidential lecture. Forget the fact I have a Fulbright. Forget the fact that I have four degrees from MIT. I've won every award was on, on the front page of an MIT for inventing many things. That's how they do it. In the old days, they just shoot people. Today, they try to assassinate people's character, but screw Wikipedia, do not give them a penny. Uh, as I've shared with you, I'm running for US Senate, but one of the, you know, separate from running for Senate um, and, and being an educator, I run three companies. One of the companies is called Cytosolve. Another company is called Systems Health, where we educate people on the integration of Eastern and Western medicine. And then the other thing I do is I also run a organization, a research and education foundation called Integrative Systems, where we have various projects. But today we're going to focus on Cytosolve. Cytosolve is a very powerful technology that really allows us to eliminate the need for animal testing, but, but more uh, from a science standpoint, use the computer to model molecular reactions at, in the body and in cells so we can actually use a computer just like we used to build airplanes you know in the old days you threw a test pilot in and you killed them and then we moved to basically we build computers on the plane we use the equations of physics to understand how things work long before we go hurt anyone and that's what cytosol is it's an equivalent technology for using the computer to model complex diseases biomolecular function and then figure out how combinations of herbs or uh, compounds work long before we go down the pipeline, but Cytosol is really a technology that allows us to create mathematical models, okay? We don't really make uh, supplements, we don't make vaccines, we don't make pharmaceutical drugs. We actually are a technology company that provides that mathematical infrastructure. And the reason this came out uh, is that when, if you look at the history of how drug development works, as you're looking in this graph uh, or slide, drug development is a very, very, very time-consuming uh, shoot in the dark process it takes 15 years, 
13 to 15 years to create a drug, $5 billion. It has to go through all these steps, regulatory steps. You have to do test tube testing, then animal testing, what's called in vivo. Then you have to do phase one, phase two, phase three clinical trials. And then even if the drug that comes out, it turns out it only works for 10% of the people that it was designed for. And you as a person can sue the pharmaceutical company. And this is what's going on. Pharmaceutical companies, as no noted by this purple line, are not doing well. They're crashing and burning because they spend more and more money on finding new drugs, and they're not, and they're not uh, the FDA even, the corrupt FDA is even not allowing drugs to be allowed because of their safety problems. So this is why pharmaceutical companies are moving to vaccines. This is why Fauci is important. This is why Bill uh, Gates is part of this. Is why Zuckerberg, who owns Facebook and him and his wife own one of the biggest $6 billion vaccine foundations. This is where all the collusion comes because they see vaccines as a multi-trillion dollar market because vaccines are not really regulated. There, there's really no safety assessment and you can't sue a vaccine company. That's why pharma is moving towards vaccines. Now, in my case, I, you know, I went in and out of MIT, did many, many degrees in engineering, electrical engineering, mechanical engineering, in scientific visualization. And in 2003, I came back to MIT because I had a deep love of computing, computers and biology and how to integrate them. And one of the things that was happening in 2003 per this graph was the irony was when the Human Genome Project ended, we, it turns out we only have 20,000 genes, the same number of genes as a worm. So that led to a field in 2003 called systems biology, which said if we're gonna understand the whole human, we gotta find the interconnections between the genes and the proteins, et cetera, which is what Eastern medicine uh, has been saying that you have to understand the whole. And as a part of this, the National Science Foundation put forward this challenge which was imagine you could mathematically model the whole human cell, all the molecular reactions in the cell. Those of you on Instagram, you can go to YouTube, by the way, and Facebook, and you can watch the slides or on Periscope. So if you could understand all those interactions, voila, you could use a computer, just like we used to build airplanes, to figure out what works, make the mistakes long before we kill animals or humans. So, and, and the notion was, if you take something like cancer, take something like immune health, Scientists all over the world are doing little experiments. And what they discover are what I'm showing here, these molecular pathways, little pieces of the jigsaw puzzle. They publish them. And some of them can be converted to models, which means computer-based models. But if you wanted to integrate the entire immune system, that was seen as an impossible problem. So what I did was I created a technology called Cytosolve, which allows us to take all those jigsaw puzzle pieces, bring them together, convert them to models and interconnect them. It's like an erector set program. That's what I created. So Cytosolve, uh, we've been around now for 16 years. I've written papers on it. We validate it. We help a lot of natural medicines people figure out how to uh, combine products that work. Written papers on it. And so if you look at all the literature, let's say you take something like immune health and cinnamon, we get all that literature. Then we extract out all those little chemical reactions, connect them together, and then basically put them together either to model them or as I'm going to do today to figure out what's actually going on. Um, so Cytosolve in many ways, like the way we used to build airplanes, where we understand all the physics, we model it on the, on the computer, and then we go to wind tunnel testing long before we put, do test flights. Cytosolve allows us to do the same thing long before we do test tube stuff, long before we go kill animals. Now, to give you a very simple example of this, imagine that you want to figure out what happens if you're having a curry meal and you're eating turmeric. By the way, turmeric is anti-inflammatory. So what I've done here is we've looked at all the literature 
and and the outer circle there is a cell wall the inner circle is a nuclear wall and we've looked at all the places curcumin which is the active ingredient in curry actually connects to all the molecular pathways to figure out how curcumin curry works at the body and then we can mathematically model the same way we've done it imagine you're having your curry or your turmeric meal with some red wine the skin of red grapes contains resveratrol and we've done the same thing and then we can literally see what happens when they combine right because remember food is not just one compound like a drug it's multiple compounds and then we could run experiments so what you're seeing here is i'm running four experiments each row the last column is a marker of inflammation the higher it is that means high inflammation so 0.15 we have high inflammation no curcumin no resveratrol then i just give curcumin five units you notice the inflammation drops to 0.05 then i just give resveratrol it drops from 0.15 to 0.06 but look what happens when i combine them okay you get a, I, I reduce the dosage to three units of curcumin two units of resveratrol with the combination gives you, it halves even more than the resveratrol or the curcumin. Quite amazing. This is why food is medicine. So let's talk about cinnamon, all right? Uh, I just wanna see if people have any questions out there. I think people are following her wrong. Okay. By the way, nice to have you from Tucson. Uh, thank you, Snick, uh, say they came to our event in Mattapan, great. Uh, someone said, you're making me very hungry for some delicious Indian food. Yeah, so look, um, most traditional foods, you know, people went through thousands of years of experimentation, you know, millions of man hours of research, long, far long than any clinical trial can do. That's what is so disgusting, so criminal, that people like Fauci do not even discuss uh, in any manner what's going on, you know, with vaccines, okay, at all. Uh, that's what really is troublesome to me and most people, you know, who, are, who, who get really concerned about this. Okay, let's, um, let's now go and back to the slides. Let me go back here. Okay, so if we're looking here right now, what we see here is what is cinnamon? First of all, it's a bark, okay? Uh, it's, it's used uh, throughout Southeast Asia. It's medicinal uh, use of cinnamon dates back to nearly 4,000 years in both India and Chinese cultures. And it's really the bark tree and root, okay? Um, and some people use a cinnamon oil, which also has medicinal benefits, okay? And you can see it, as you see in this picture, it says brown bark. I have tons of it here. Um, and the, you know, the Latin name is cinnamomum xylansium, okay? Xylanicum. So what does cinnamon contain? Well, it has minerals, it has vitamins, it has flavonoids and essential oils. And the flavonoids are very powerful uh, parts of it. So minerals-wise, there are really four major minerals. Calcium is one ounce of cinnamon. Look at how much calcium it has, 281 milligrams. Uh, mag manganese, uh, potassium, and phosphorus, okay? But quite a bit of potassium and quite a bit of calcium. Vitamins, there's really four major vitamins. Vitamin A, as I've talked about, really supports um, making sure viruses don't get into your cells. Vitamin C, as we know, supports immunomodulation. Vitamin E and vitamin K. So that's in one ounce of cinnamon. Now, there are seven flavonoids, uh, gosepin, uh, naphlin, hesperidin, very, very powerful bioflavonoid, hibifolin, hypolatin, oroxidin, and quercetin, which we've talked about before. Now, these act as antioxidants and anti-inflammatory compounds. Remember, 
Oxidizing is what happens when your body starts literally rusting. If you ever see your bike rusting, that's called oxidation. Antioxidant is where you're taking off that rust and anti-oxidizing compounds take the quote unquote rust off in your system. And then you have anti-inflammatory compounds, which lower the inflammation. So here, are, I know most of you, some of you may love organic chemistry, it's a great field, but here you're seeing really the um, structures of those essential oils. Um, so whenever you see that ring structure, that's a benzene structure. So you have cinnamaldehyde, you have cinnamyl acetate, you have cinnamic acid, and you have eugenol. Eugenol shows up in a number of places, but those are the four essential oils. And there's 41 essential you know, oils found in cinnamon. These are four of them. And the major essential oil compounds with, with medicinal effects, as I said, were cinnamonaldehyde, cinnamic acid, cinnamyl uh, acetate, uh, and eugenol. Okay? So those are the things we're going to come back to. Now, cinnamon, I mean, we can go to many things. Today's talk is really on the immune boosting, but cinnamon has some very amazing positive effects in helping weight loss, diabetes, you know, lowering blood sugar levels, lowering cholesterol levels, lowering the onset of any type of chronic illness. It reduces inflammation, treats menstrual cramps, aids digestion, you know, uh, chai tea we added, as we mentioned, boosts functioning of the brain and has antibacterial and antifungal effects. So we're gonna focus on the boost immune system and the antifungal and antibacterial effects. So um, by the way, everything I'm sharing with you is not something I'm making up. This is culled again from all that literature that we're sort of um, you know, distilling. Now, I always like to do this so you guys get armed with knowledge. The immune system that the establishment people like Fauci are talking about is a model of the immune system that goes back almost 100 years. It's a two-box model. Some virus comes in, some bacteria, some pathogen. It affects your nose, your eyes, you know, goes into your stomach, your mucous membranes, on your skin, your ears. That's called the innate immune system. There are a lot of cells there in that innate immune system which try to take out that pathogen using like an artillery, just firing everywhere. Well, that's your innate immune system. But your adaptive immune system, which is the second box that they use, is the part of your immune system is like Navy sharpshooters, which try to create an one antibody in the case of the virus to take it out. This is their basis for vaccines. I'm gonna uh, you know, subvert your innate immune system and go to your, uh, basically subvert nature and go right into your bloodstream and inject you with something. And if you get those antibodies, you're okay. Well, um, about uh, six months ago, I was asked, uh, so anyone who questions my credentials, you have a lot of uh, unfortunate people saying, oh, he's just a brilliant scientist or a computer scientist. He knows nothing about medicine. No, MIT's uh, Department of Biological Engineering is rated as one of the big uh, number one biomedical uh, uh, departments in the world. Um, so my PhD is in biological engineering. I'm considered one of the leading guys on the immune system. And just by a point of fact, I was invited to give the distinguished lecture at the National Science Foundation on a modern view of the immune system. And this is what I presented. This is sort of the 23rd century view of the immune system where it's not that the innate and the adaptive, you have this interferon system, which is a missing link. And that interferon system is extremely important for creating viral interferons separate from antibodies, which when you get a virus, your body not only gets the ability to fight that virus in a healthy immune system, but also fight thousands of other viruses is as though your body's waiting to be infected so you get stronger, okay? That's the interferon system. We also have all the gut bacteria known as a microbiome. We have about 60 trillion bacteria. Then we have 380 trillion viruses in our body, okay? 
viruses live with us. We're a walking germ factory. And that entire microbiome, you know, in the gut is interconnected to our brain. So our brain above higher brain, lower brain, or lower brain, however we want to subjectively look at it, we have two brains that work together. But this is a modern view of the immune system. And what that informs us is that one size does not fit all. What you need may be different than what I need. As I st stated at the outset on the vaccine issue, I'm not pro or anti-vax. What I am saying is a government telling you what you should do is not only a violation of freedom, but it's anti-health. Because all of us are unique, we need to find the right medicine for the right person at the right time. So when it comes to immune health, um, cinnamon works in three ways. First of all, it modulates the immune response via anti-inflammatory mechanisms. Look, a virus or bacteria or pathogen is not what kills you. What kills you is your weakened and dysfunctional immune system acting haywire, attacking itself, over-inflammation, right? Cytokine storms. So cinnamon, first of all, modulates the immune response, like putting, like I said, shock absorbers. But then cinnamon also has been shown to really be able to knock out bacteria, knock out fungi. And the microorbit, this is something what they've noticed is microorganisms do not develop resistance to cinnamon, okay? It's not true with vaccines. Vaccines, you got to give this vaccine and that vaccine. They're constantly playing musical chairs because these things develop resistance. So let's go down to the molecular systems approach here. So when you have inflammation, this leads to harmful and disproportionate immune response. Look, if you hit your hand with, uh, if you hit, hit your finger with a hammer, you know you're supposed to get inflammation. So all those white blood cells rush in and take care of your body. The issue is if your immune system overreacts, it starts attacking your own body, okay? So what cinnamon active compounds like cinnamon aldehyde have been shown to do is, they've been shown to inhibit enzymes such as COX-2 and INOS that are involved in inflammatory signaling. So what you're seeing here is when you have, so what happens is cinnamon aldehyde inhibits the transcription factor NF-kappa-beta, which is in your body, it's a very important transcription factor, that's responsible for inflammatory, for the transcription of making inflammatory genes. So when you turn on NF-kappa-beta, that starts turning on inflammatory genes, which is what leads to all these uh, components, like in this case, TNF-alpha and IL-8 that create the cytokine storm, which means now you need some of that, but if, they, if there's too much, you start attacking your system. So look what cinnamonaldehyde does. It stops, it suppresses the NF-kappa-beta and what's called AP1. AP1 and NF-kappa-beta, they basically affect the COX-2 and INOS pathways, which make sure that you're not producing PG2 and nitric oxide, right? So without that NF-kappa-beta and IP, uh, AP1, create COX-2 and uh, INOS on the right side, which create PG2 and NO, which increases inflammation. Again, a, a, a drug like ibuprofen, guess what it does? It too knocks out COX-2, but it causes side effects. But in this case, you don't have any of these side effects, okay? So this is what it does to knock down inflammation. And the other thing it does, it lowers the cytokine storm because the NF-kappa-beta um, is the one that fuels TNF-alpha, which is an, uh, causes a cytokine storm, and IL-8. And as you can see here, the cinnamonaldehyde suppresses NF-kappa-beta, okay? So that's what the molecular systems analysis shows. Now, so... I said that's one of the pieces, right? Immunomodulation and lowering that cytokine storm, being an anti-inflammatory, but cinnamon also has another very powerful benefit, antifungal, okay? The cinnamon essential oil, right? 
is effective against several types of fungi, Asparagus flavus, uh, uh, which causes rot and grain, for example. So when I was growing up, for example, when my grandmother bought you know, a bag of rice, guess what they would do? They would throw some cloves in that rice, some clove, uh, as, as well as cinnamon sticks, okay? Because so when caught rot in the grain and you just put those sticks in, if you have a bag of rice, I recommend you do that. Um, it all, asparagus fumigatus causes allergic reactions. So cinnamon is effective against that. Uh, Trichophyton uh, uh, rubrum, which causes athlete's foot, okay? And candida, which causes genital and oral infections. So those are four different types of fungi that cinnamon is very powerful at. The other thing is fungi do not develop resistance to cinnamon, okay? That's very good to know. So use cinnamon, they don't get resistance. Basically, you're knocking them out, and I'll show you how. And the antifungal me systems mechanism of cinnamon is the way it works is if you look at the fungus, the fungi, it really goes, disrupts the wall. So it breaks down the wall, right? That's what cinnamon uh, does. The cinnamon oil, the membrane damage and the release of intracellular content. So the cinnamon oil breaks the wall. It's like a battering ram and it breaks up the wall um, of the fungi. So again, you can see it as antifungal activity by disrupting the cell membrane. The other piece that cinnamon has antibacterial activity. And look at all the bacteria it's been shown to be effective against uh, 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 you know, E. coli, right? Which causes diarrhea and UTI if, if, if you don't drink enough water, if women are listening, Staphylococcus, right? Which is staph, listeria, which causes listeriosis, salmonella causes diarrhea. This is why many traditional diets, you always have cinnamon. You know, if I make um, some chicken, I'll put in cinnamon or, or lamb. I'm always adding cinnamon. It's a part of many of the uh, foods that I make. Uh, or porphyromonas gingivalis, which causes periodontal disease, okay? So look at all these different bacteria that cinnamon nails, okay? It's quite extraordinary. And then bacteria also do not develop resistance to cinnamon. Now, how does this work? Well, the remember I said the cinnamon aldehyde, um, that also causes several things, okay? It damages the cell membrane uh, of the bacteria leading to leakage and cell death. But it also inhibits what's called a Z-ring formation, which stops cell division. What happens is when a bacteria starts dividing, okay, it basically forms in the middle of that division process, this thing called a Z-ring. And what cinnamon does, it inhibits that formation uh, and that stops and reduces the virulence of the bacteria. It also inhibits what's called adenine triphosphate, ATP production, which is the energy currency of the bacteria. All ATP, if you remember from biology, is like the fuel that powers cells and bacteria. So cinnamonaldehyde, again, from a molecular system standpoint, first of all, it attacks the cell wall of the bacteria. It disrupts the Z-ring, so it can't really uh, divide. And it also uh, inhibits ATP production, quite amazing. Okay, so there you go. So how much should you take, right? So most of you um, are wondering, well, how much cinnamon should I take? How should I include it in our food? Uh, whenever I did previous videos, people would be sending me lots and lots of messages. So I thought we just incorporated here. It saves my time and gives you information that everyone had been asking. So maintenance, you know, according to Huss et al. in two, uh, 2002, is about 120 milligrams a day uh, to six grams. You can go up, you know, uh, to that I mean I mean I use a lot of cinnamon you can grind it it's it's in that range or more pretty much every day now for wound healing you know you can do 
a cinnamon ointment. Uh, Mohammadi in 2014 showed this. So it has powerful features for wound healing. For sugar control, those people who have diabetes issues, you know, blood sugar levels, one to six grams per day. That's according to Mang et al. in 2006. Now, if you have antimicrobial activity, fungus, bacteria, Wang et al. in 2012 said about three capsules a day, which is about 18 milligrams, which is very little, okay? Cinnamon oil and nine grams pojo uh, stem on oil, which is also from there. Okay. So that's what a combination of cinnamon oil as well as pogo cinnamon oil. But the bottom line is what you're saying is my view is that you should really include this in your foods. Um, I may, if you go on to truthfreedomhealth.com, you'll find the video that I did on chai tea, uh, that you can use. You can add, if you don't want to add milk, you can add almond milk, but you guys may want to check that out. Okay. It's a, it's a really cool uh, video. I'm actually making it a lot of people have gotten great comments. People love the tea, et cetera. Um, again, um, cinnamon is um, the other things we've talked about, you know, hundreds of thousands of papers, but cinnamon is still quite well researched, nearly 8,787 um, research articles, about 100 clinical trials, and over 120 years of scientific research, okay? And it's quite fascinating, again, Fauci, the CDC. By the way, the CDC uh, finally put out a notice about a week ago saying everything I'd said, vitamin D, C, zinc, you know, iodine, um, and vitamin A, the power of them to support your immune system. But they sort of hit it because they, they knew it's true. So it was sort of one of those CYA communications they did. But again, you can see cinnamon is very well studied. Why aren't these scientists, why aren't these researchers talking about this? Because it doesn't produce some quick cash or the billions or trillions from vaccines. Now, many of you know that you know, I also, so that's the Western systems biology approach. Now I can put on my Eastern and my engineering systems approach. And if we go to, for example, what I shared with you earlier, if we look at it from a, your body, your system approach, as I talked about before, right? From a, a standpoint of really trying to understand the body as a system. If you remember, you can use the, your body, your system tool, which I talked about earlier. And, uh, or, you know, you don't have to get the tool, but just to give you the analysis, Everybody has a certain system that's denoted by that red dot that I'm sh sharing there, okay? And which you can find by answering the questions. And the black dot is how you deviate it. So the goal is to bring the black dot black to the red dot. Well, how do you do that? Well, different foods can move that in different directions. If you ever sailed, you're trying to figure out vectors and how to move, you know, in the ocean. But that's what food is. Food has forces to it. Food has the forces of increasing transport, conversion, and storage, conversion is digestive processes, storage is storage of memory, storage of fat, right? Transport is movement. So what's interesting is if you understand this, um, and you, you can go read the book, um, System and Revolution to get details of, but if you um, understand that, you'll see foods themselves, separate from the molecular systems analysis, also literally have force to them. And they force your body to move in different directions, okay? So in this case, cinnamon, lowers transport, right? So it lowers motion, okay? Which is transport, that's this. Um, it increases conversion, supports digestive processes, burning of fat, burning is conversion. And it lowers, right, storage. That means it can bring down weight. That's what storage means, right? In the Indian system, we call kapha. Conversion is called pitta. In the Indian system, it's uh, transport's called vata. But from an engineering standpoint, you can look at it as transport, conversion, and storage. And this was one of the parts of my Fulbright research where I connected Eastern and Western systems of medicine. In fact, um, 
several years after I did this for my PhD work, I actually took time off and I went back to India, as I mentioned, and I spent time really trying to understand the integration of Eastern and Western medicine. And that's how I created uh, an institute that a number of you have asked me to mention this in emails, Dr. Shiva, please mention this. I created an institute called Systems Health and Systems Health is a research and educational institute where you can actually um, learn how your body is a system. You can take courses, okay? You can start with just System and Revolution and, and the book, but you can actually get certified. There's an online laboratory, about 10 hours of course material. You get actually a certification. If you wanna take the advanced program, a master's program, there's about 20 different awesome videos. You get all three books and you can get certified as a systems health practitioner. So anyway, um, in closing, when you really think about the body as a system, you can see how cinnamon supports the immune system in very, very powerful ways. So I've share, shared with you from the Western standpoint, I've shared with you from the Eastern standpoint, and um, in closing, what you wanna understand is that there's four takeaways here. Cinnamon inhibits inflammatory enzymes, the COX-2 and the INOS, thereby controlling your runaway immune system, stop, you know, modulating that cytokine storm. Cinnamon directly kills bacteria and fungi. It's very, very important. Directly kills bacteria and fungi. And cinnamon also inhibits those inflammatory cytokines. And then finally, the microbes, be it the fungi or the bacteria, have shown not to be able to deliver resistance to cinnamon. That's a good thing, okay? Which means they don't mutate, they can't. Um, it is such a powerful chemical that it helps you in many, many multiplicity of ways. So there you go, everyone. That's really the talk on cinnamon. So uh, I hope this has been helpful. We'll continue the series. Uh, I believe tomorrow I'm gonna do, uh, based on your feedback, uh, hello from Riyadh, hello to people in, um, in Minnesota. Um, so uh, I just wanna recognize uh, people from Riyadh and Minnesota, welcome. Welcome to the show. So what we wanna uh, do, uh, sure, where do I find a recipe for chai tea? Go to truthfreedomhealth.com and you'll see a bunch of videos there. So the key thing is um, many of you have been writing me emails and if you want me to analyze something else for immune health, you can send an email to V as in Victor A. Let me put my email here. This comes right to me, by the way. VHshiva at VHshiva.com. Send me that a note. Um, so one of you wanted me to do black cumin seed oil. That's what I'll be doing tomorrow. Just go check out black cumin seed oil. It's been used for centuries. Amazing, amazing oil. You know, I take about a teaspoon a day. You can throw it in smoothies. It's just, it, it has so many incredible properties, particularly for immune health. And I'll talk about that uh, tomorrow. Let's take a few questions. Uh, thank you. Hello from New Jersey. You're most welcome. Organic irregular cinnamon. How much? Well, um, uh, someone is asking how much cinnamon should they take? Well, let me uh, go here since uh, you missed that, this is what I went over right here. You know, it's about 120 milligrams to six grams a day. I mean, go online and look at what six grams is in terms of teaspoon. You know, I typically take the whole cinnamon, I'll crush it up into a powder and I'll add it to chai tea, I'll add it to curries, etc. But it's about 120 milligrams to six grams a day. That's from the gram standpoint. You can do a quick online search to find the calculation of how much that is. Let's see what else we have. Uh, definitely organic where you can get it. Thank you from Omaha. Uh, I'm buying organic cinnamon powder tomorrow. Great. And by the way, you know, you can use it in many ways. Um, in the chai tea recipe, 
that I give, I mean, I'll give you the quick version of it. You take water, you know, you boil the water. Then as the water's boiling, I typically take fresh ginger, peel the skin, you know, chop up ginger. You know, if you're going to make, let's say, uh, chai tea for around four people, you want to put about four to, you know, six cups of water, nice big chunk of ginger, which we've talked about. You take the skin off, chop it up and let it boil in there, you know, for about five, 10 minutes, let it keep boiling. And while that's boiling, uh, about five, 10 minutes later, you can get some good organic black tea. Throw that in there, you know, about three, four um, uh, teaspoons, you know, or larger, so how strong you want it. And as that's boiling, then you can take cinnamon in a mortar and pestle, put a couple of nice big pieces in. You can add more as you want. You're not going to hurt yourself. These aren't drugs. Um, you can put cloves. You can put some anise. You can put a little bit of pepper if you like it, cardamom, crush it all up. And then you throw that in. Let that boil for a little while. And that'll go on for maybe another four or five minutes. And then you take, if you don't like, if you can get whole organic milk, add it in there. And when that's all boiling together, when that's boiling, first, you know, if you put cold milk, it'll cool down. And then it'll start to, just as it's about to boil over, you want to turn it off. Now, if you want to add a sweetener, if you like sweetener, you can use jaggery, J-A-G-G-E-R-Y. It's like the wholesome, it's like molasses. Or you can add, you know, organic honey. Um, that's what I typically do. If you don't want to add the milk, you can put other types of milk, but the cinnamon is an important component of that. Um, volunteers, let me put this up. Someone's saying volunteers are needed to watch the handout copies of my new no master required flyer. Okay. Everyone help them out. No forced vaccination. Lu Luis needs some help, help him out out in Washington state. Um, Denver, um, uh, someone is saying, what type of cinnamon is best? Well, you can get the cinnamon oil. That's very potent. Be careful with these essential oils. A little does a lot. But I typically get the whole bark, you know, and I get it, you know, fresh, organic, and I mash it up. Yes, someone just said doTERRA. Yeah, I've been using a lot of cinnamon. doTERRA produce. Yes. Uh, in fact, Star Angel, we actually, doTERRA is actually, interesting enough, they approached us because they wanted to understand uh, one of their products, including cinnamon. Um, and we, we did some great research for them. Okay. Great company, very dedicated to really good products. I'm not here to pitch companies, but everything I've found out about them, really good oils, very, oops, very much into organic oils. Hold on one second, guys. I'm just going to turn this off. Someone's calling me. Um, okay. Um, all right. So anyway, I want to thank everyone. Um, I hope this is valuable. Again, everyone remember um, just this last thing. You know, we have about 30 days left in the U.S. Senate election, uh, which is a historic election. We need all of your support. And I thank you for all of your support. Many of you have donated. Many of you uh, have volunteered. But if you go to ShivaForSenate.com, in closing, support the campaign in any way you want. You could share our stuff on social media. You could, you know, call up your friends that you know in Massachusetts. Vote September 1st. Very, very important. September 1st, tell your friends to vote. Tell them to get bumper stickers. Tell them to get lawn signs. Put it. We're going to win this on the ground. We're not relying on mainstream media. We're not relying on any of the influencers who are all part of the swamp here. We're doing it bottoms up. The people who come to and support our campaign are working people like you. They're not like wacky people who don't have it 
a job or don't want to work or part of some uh, you know tr traditional movement. Our volunteers are all working people who work their buns off and they come volunteer for us. No one is on staff at our campaign. All of your support has built up this campaign bottoms up. This is, we gotta go beyond black and white. We gotta go beyond left and right. So please support the campaign. You can give $1, $5, whatever you can to support the campaign, but you can more importantly, let your friends know, let people know all over Massachusetts. If you're out in, you know, in Canada, if you're out in, um, you know, Riyadh, if you're out wherever you are, let everyone's probably one or two friends away from knowing someone in Massachusetts, let them know September 1st, they should vote in the Republican primary for Dr. Shiva uh, for Senate. Uh, if you're in the United States, you can donate to the campaign. You can support us. You can also volunteer and go to Shiva for Senate volunteer, check off what you want, but we need your support. And this is a historic opportunity for all of you to be a part of making history because a guy like me, who's no different than you winning here will be like a nuclear bomb went off for the deep state. And I say this without hyperbole, Massachusetts is the center of the deep state. As you saw when we did the debate, when we did the Fauci Shiva debate, you look around Kendall Square, you see Microsoft in one direction, you see Facebook, you see Amazon, you see Monsanto, you see Bayer, you see Pfizer, you see uh, Twitter, all of them are right there. It's the high tech mobsters, the biotech high tech mobsters. That's why we have to win. So remember, it's about truth, freedom and health. Let's move beyond black and white. Let's be the light and win this fight. Thank you, everyone. I hope you have a great evening. Be well.